0: Welcome to episode five-four of the Brotherhood of the Silver Screen. This is a continuation of last week's episode of Listomania. Joey is halfway through giving his list of seven films that should not have been rebooted. Uh, thanks for listening.
1: Yeah, um, next one is next one I have is The Wicker Man. Have you guys seen? Either I of did. Those? Yeah, with Nicholas <laughs>
2: Cage. I've never seen That's, That's the, the remake. That's remake. Yeah, I never saw the original. Yeah, Wait, we're so still in
1: horror. No, no, no. Uh, kind of. It's more like... To me, it's more yeah. like Thriller. Yeah, okay.
0: I, I know that Shaq has this attitude of like, that's the worst film he's ever seen. He was actually angry after The Wicker Man? I the, think the, him the, and Dan, I think. The Nick were, Cage Wicker Man? Yeah, yeah. I think it was him and Dan. They Dude, were just like angry. I don't know if it was Shaq. It might have been Dan. But they were just like angry that this movie even existed. I just remember... I remember them <laughs> talking about it like, I'm just so angry. About well, see, this, this is basically
1: the feeling I'm getting by all these remakes. Uh, and, okay. and by all these remakes. Right. I'm just so angry. Because the, the Wicker Man, the original, the 1970s British film, um, is, is, is a, considered a cult classic, right? So, I mean, Luke, you're going to get into this with your list too. But to me, cult classics are like – I mean, first off, they don't have mass appeal. That's why they're cult classics. Right? Yes. And then second of all, they, they normally accomplish something that no one really you – know, shouldn't, shouldn't have worked on paper. The normally, the mix of director, actor, atmosphere, plot, whatever it is, there's normally some kind of like weird culmination or mix of things that works for people. That that's not a bad movie, but like a lot of people didn't think it should work. Is that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? And so, and that's like to me, like what most most cult classics are made of. Like on paper, you're like this should be a bad movie, yes, and yet somehow it works, yes. Right? Right. And so, like that to me seems like the worst thing to ever do a remake of because just like the point i was making with toy story about not being able to change the actor the voice actors i was like because you've had because you've had this like this culmination this event of all these people who have come together and somehow made this thing work it's unlikely you're going to do that again so one why would you remake a movie that's not even well known and second of all, why would you, why would it, why would you do one that's going to be so hard to remake? You're not going to be able to get those same things together in that same way. So just don't do it. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing? I mean, that to what me is like the biggest stretch. No, what are you doing? Yeah, let's get Nicolas Cage and remake The Wicker Man, which <laughs> most people don't even know, don't even and, know and exists. And I go back to, begin to
0: with. my, I go back to my argument that that Nick, Nicolas Cage is a com- comedic actor should have only been cast for comedies, and he got into a strain of action films and was ever since he's been in action films, has been miscast ever since. Hmm,
2: that's good.
0: I, I maintain that Only argument. comedies? Oh, he should have only been in comedies. <laughs> he, was good in comedies C- Lewis, he was good in comedies, man. He was good.
1: Nick Cage is, is oh, uh, I don't know. That's that's a We should do a whole podcast on analyzing Nick Cage. Yeah. Oh, my word. <laughs> we should, should take like five of his movies and see what we think about him coming back. Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, next on my list, I have The Day the Earth Stood Still.
0: Oh, I remember. That was Keanu Reeves, wasn't it? That was Keanu Reeves, yeah. Barely Um, remember that film. What a forgettable film. The
1: Day the Earth Stood Still. You could also... This is the other one you could put... This is the other one you could put Halloween um, into as well. So these are... um, What I call these are um, remakes where they didn't understand the original to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, So like the the original, The Day the Earth Stood Still, it's science fiction. This friendly alien comes to the planet... And basically warns that we need to stop making, um, like, nukes and, you know, stop nuking each other. But he does it very nicely. Like, you know, it's very just, like, I'm pleasant, I'm nice. And then it's not until, like, basically we blow him off that he, like, then threatens to, to use force, right? Whereas Keanu, I mean, the whole, that whole character is, like, they give him that he comes and he shows up and he's kind of immediately off-putting and threatening. He's not friendly ever. Um, and so and they just like and the whole movie they, they basically didn't understand what made the they even bothered to understand what made the original good or appealing and they the, and I get trying to do something different it is a remake it'd be nice if you do something different but again this is like one of those just make an original script mm-hmm. like what are you doing Yeah. and Halloween the Halloween remakes were the same thing um, everyone praises the original 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 Halloween film for being atmospheric and scary and like no other than that first sequence where Michael Myers kills his sister in the beginning, there's there like you don't have another death like for like three quarters of the movie, right? It's just he's just like showing up certain places. There are like these almost moments and that's what's keeping people on their feet. They don't know what's gonna happen exactly. And then it just became this they gave Michael Myers like fifty minutes of backstory in the first Halloween rem- in this remake. So the so all of his like all the unknown, the unknown factor was just gone at that point. Yeah, right. Because you had this deep, you know, psychological look into Michael Myers. And so then you like, know why he's killing people. Yeah, yeah. Then the mystery is gone. Yeah, the mystery is gone. It's like
2: the reveal of the monster and you're like, oh yeah, yeah exactly right, and right. then from it's that over. point on it
1: becomes like this disgusting gore fest where, <laughs> where rather than rather than there, there's no suspense and he's just he's showing up and murdering people immediately <laughs> right 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 and it's just like and, and every and anytime he's in a scene he's just murdered like four people and you're like what was the point of this yeah right like you didn't even bother to understand what made the original good so why are you remaking it right right, right. Mm-hmm. what's the point yeah I mean, ultimately, the answer is just. I think it's all. It's all a cash grab.
2: It's all about
0: the money, people, boys. People
1: know the brand versus taking. I guess taking a chance on an unknown, original script, and but I think this goes back to Luke's point. You know, this is like the why we can't have nice things because yes. everyone wants to put money into stuff that they. I guess they. Yuck expect some sort of return on formula right? and, yeah. yeah and so it's that formula it's that okay the we, they know the brand there we know that we know we're gonna get butts in the seats just because it's halloween just right because it's this just because it's right. that right you know um so my last one i had was um the fog which is another um which was originally made by um john I carpenter as
0: well barely remember this film yes well which one the i remake remember or? the remake, oh, I, the remake I, is so I never saw it but i remember it coming out and who was in it
1: um refresh my memory marsden uh james, james the, marsden, james marsden. Yeah.
0: okay because i remember i struggled for a long time wondering if should i go see this movie
1: yeah they the the remake the remake yeah. yes well the original is another like classic from john carpenter just like mm-hmm. halloween and just like the thing
0: yes. those are like his three yeah, big yeah, yeah. movies
1: yeah. um and so and so again it's it's this classic and it's like why would you bother to remake a classic unless you're going to put the actual like money time effort into it? Right, you get a big right. director who says, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I could do something really cool with a remake of this movie." And that's I mean that goes back to the thing is is that like but don't they don't they read scripts and
2: stuff and be like, "Hey guys, this is yeah, dumb. this yeah, like, yeah.
0: Well, I think there's just so many factors we don't understand cuz, you know, one minute you 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 cut a contract with with uh, the studio saying okay let's do it let's do this version right and then halfway through the film they're like oh budget cuts and then after you know three quarters of the way through the film then they're like we don't like this scene we're gonna get rid of this scene yeah. right, and, and yeah, like yeah. half the movie's gone and you know so it's like there's so many factors involved that we don't understand or know about yeah, brad were you gonna say true. something it was tom welling tom Welling that's oh. who it was because i was welling? Wait, tom welling that Willing. was the
1: fog yeah. why did I think it was? That's why I wanted they to go see they it. They do look alike. They do look alike. You're yeah. right. They do look alike. That's, <laughs> That's I why. That's why I wanted out. to go see it
0: because I was a Tom Welling fan because I was watching Smallville at right. the time. Gotcha. That started out good. Yeah. Where did he go? What happened to him, man?
1: And I bring and I bring up the fall kind of tentatively because I'm not saying you really shouldn't remake classics. I'm just saying you're gonna have to put like all your effort in to do it well because if you take Luke mentioned in our last podcast, True Grit, which yes. was a remake, yes. um, even Three mm-hmm. Ten to Yuma are mm-hmm. both like Western classics. That were remade, and to me, both remakes are excellent. Yeah, um, yeah, True Grit. I think I think the True Grit remake is better than the original. I know some people think that's blasphemous. I, I agree with you, but I think I,
0: I be a good list, top
2: I ten re- it, reboots that were better than the original. I don't think yeah. you can
0: even find ten.
2: Yeah, you could. Uh, 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 I probably could, but I am sorry, go ahead. Well, I mean, I, I
1: can go into this a little bit because I've got a I've got a couple just to like give some ideas. Um, but I mean, True Grit was just like you've got great directors on board, mm-hmm. you've got a great script, you've got great actors. Like they, like they put the time into it to actually do it right. So mm-hmm. like, you are gonna make a remake. Remake do it like that. Yes. You know? um, yes.
0: Exactly. That oh, movie right. had so much attention to detail. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. I mean,
1: and there and there are other some other decent reasons. Like if you take um, the Ring, right, um, or the Italian Job, both are for both were originally foreign movies. The Italian Job was like 1969. Um, and the Ring was Japanese from yeah. the '90s. Yeah. Um, but both were, I mean, both were American remakes. But they're movies that weren't going to get attention from from audiences, right? Because they were foreign, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure the Japanese. I've heard the Japanese version of The Ring is like even way better than the original Ring. Mm-hmm. But the the Ring has kind of become like classic and yeah. In, in, in even that, horror, freaked, it's a people good, out. that it's, freaked me out yeah, oh yeah, freak it's a good remake oh. it's a good remake but a lot of people didn't even know it was a remake right because it was taken from a foreign film that most right. people had no idea existed right. so to me like that's a good reason to like remake a film right right yeah like true. these are good reasons to, yes to, to remake it yeah um or if you're just gonna like as long as you again probably have the right director on board or the right screenwriter um if you're gonna remake if you're gonna make a remake and and, like, add a bunch of changes, like like good changes. I mean, I can't tell you how many times, like, I've watched a movie and I've been like, that would have been far more interesting if it ended this way. Like, they, it comes to a point where you can see that there are, like – I mean, there are – anytime you're, you're writing a plot, like, there are, there are hinge points where you could go in multiple directions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so and – I, and I can't tell you how many times I've watched a movie and I've been like, well, if this had happened and you had done this – that would have been even more interesting. Right. So if you're gonna remake a movie like Happens sit all down, the time. yeah, right. like like sit down and like really like think about like what are some other things that could have happened in this plot and make a movie that's like almost like a what if I guess, but yeah. you just call right. it a remake. Right. Like there are good reasons to remake films, but to me, we've had a few incredible ones, and most of them are just like just like part of this recycled yes garbage that we keep, we keep getting. So. It feels like i mean athena that's why we have athena looking through movies i mean it's just yeah. she's like trying to find potential gems right um in this like long list plots. of mcu yeah. movies star wars movies remakes reboots
0: yeah right yeah it's just exactly. it's crazy wow yeah.
1: so and it's to me it's like it's uh, the more the longer i'm going the more and more i'm like backing away from stuff right I'm just like right I'm just like i'm not gonna spend mm-hmm. my money i'm not spending my money on star wars anymore um <laughs> Speaking of, speaking, of,
0: uh, speaking of uh, Spider Man with Tobey Maguire, what do you think, Doctor? We need to go back to formula. Back to formula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me kill you for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Was that your list, Joy? Yeah, that was Wow, my list. that was some good insights, yeah. in my opinion. I enjoy, I
2: enjoy your sense. movie history dating back to the, the 70s and the 60s and yep. these originals. Yeah, there's a, there's a
1: lot of great movies back there. Yeah. That, you know, when they had the scripts and they were the scripts were actually original, right?
0: My honorable mention contribution to your list is the Mark Wahlberg um, um, uh, Transformers uh, reboot. Oh of, yeah, like, I didn't even think about that. Why have you done this? I'm so sorry. Yeah, why have you done this horror? Well, well
2: this is after why have you done this? After why have you done the yes. sequels? Right, exactly. Well yes. that's the
1: that's the thing. I think I almost didn't think of that one. It feels like it should have come to my mind, but I honestly didn't well, I actually haven't seen oh, any of them. I, 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 <laughs> I haven't seen any of them beyond the original trilogy. But the other thing I guess I was thinking is that to me, even the original Transformers trilogy epitomizes so much of what's wrong about Hollywood and, yes. what, I'm, and what I'm highlighting in this yes. that like Actually, it's hard yeah. for me to think about Mark Wahlberg that, that being a reboot considering to me just that whole looks series looks like a sequel is, yeah that whole like, series but is but just, have just you seen like, all bean? flash and no uh Probably was pretty
2: good, I thought. Yeah, and uh, that's and, got and the actress
1: from True Grit in it, right?
2: She's Luke thought it was a snooze fest. I never I, saw it. I don't want oh, to see it. I don't want to see it. it, it like I disown that franchise. What if so many movies come out like a little bit later, and you're like, this feels like an apology? Yeah, so, you know that, that kind of was. Oh, helpful. really? Well, I, well, well what's his name? Um, it's like they're trying to go. I we know we screwed up. Let's make up for it by we're gonna Who we're gonna kind director
1: of all of them. What's uh, what's his name? Oh, Michael Bay. Michael Bay. I'm pretty sure Bumblebee wasn't Michael Bay, right?
2: Oh no, that might explain no, it. All. but yeah, that's off our job. I'm sorry, I don't want to give too. Uh, no, you're good. No, I was actually that
1: was actually the first one I was interested in in a long time. But
0: okay, uh, so my list um, this year is going to be difficult scenes that were pulled off well. Nice. And I said last last week or last month that I, the scenes where they really captured the energy, and that's essentially what the focus of these scenes. Um. These are scenes, after watching it, I go back and I think about I'm like, you know, that was like a scene like I've never seen before in any of the film, and they pulled it off well, and it's not normal, and um, they, that just makes me enjoy it all the more. My first one is Doc Holliday versus Johnny Ringo in Tombstone, the saloon scene, where Johnny Ringo and Doc Holliday are circling each other, like they're about to fight, but they're in a saloon, so they know they're not going to fight, but they start getting into Latin, and they start trying to intimidate each other. And Johnny Ringo just takes the immature route and takes out his gun, and starts twirling around, doing some really cool moves with his gun, flipping it forward, flipping it backward. In the background, you start to hear people go, people like you know, catcalling it. Like it's, it's sm- it starts small, but then it gets big and bigger. The more he goes, the more people are cheering. And I'm like, this is a really well done scene. You know, like you know the way that they did it in the background. You hear the people, and like this is exactly how it would go down. And then, and you, you just wonder to yourself. Like I remember thinking when i first saw that film like how's he going to top that you can't pull you you're drunk you can't pull out your gun and do it you, you you lost doc you lost right you can't and, handle your gun like right, that right you can't handle your gun like that you're, <laughs> you're 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 and everyone's watching what do you do and then he pulls out his little tin cup he starts twirling around <laughs> to the left twirling around to the right Looking at him like he's doing something crazy, but he's just trolling his yeah, You see his
2: eyes during that? Yeah, he, was yeah, like, yeah. he was like, "Well, oh, watch this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Watch this. Watch <laughs> and then people start
0: laughing. Right, yeah. And I'm like, and and at the end of the day, who looks better? Doc Holliday. And who looks like a complete jerk is Johnny Ringo. Yeah, and yeah. and the way he turned the tables is, and the way that they pulled it off, like, I could definitely see this going down. It was so well done. I, like, I can't think of another scene like that. Where where they where they complete like I was like how how are you gonna beat this how are you gonna beat it? And They're he, trying to one up each other. Yeah, one with up every each other. single little thing. Right, and he yeah. takes out his cup and he does that thing. I was like, this is just such a great scene. That's such a wonderful, scene. well played, well played. You know, <laughs> so artfully done by 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 the director by the cast. Right, so well done. Um, another one was um, uh, the second one is the Lucas ball in Pride and Prejudice. Now, uh, watching so many of these. Oh yeah. Uh, Baroque slash classical films, um, where everyone gets together for a ball. I remember thinking growing up, like these looks so boring. These looks so boring. Why would I want to do this? A bunch of guys in stockings, you know, right? Ca- uh, tea cupping around with these women and these Showed massive in wigs and yeah, show up in carriages and oh, <laughs> the ball, you know, and like uh, like oh, it's so boring, so dumb. But after I saw Pride and Prejudice in the two thousand five version, because I am a Matthew McFadden and uh, Keira Knightley person. Um, because ultimately it comes down to which one, which, which school of thought are you in? There are basically two schools of thought. Um, so uh, after watching this one, I for the first time I realized, wow, that ball actually looks fun. Yeah. you know when that scene when the camera comes in and you see the people and it looks really fun they captured the energy of what those balls must have been like mm-hmm. there's a massive social event it was crowded but it didn't look stifling you know and right. uh, all the people on the side weren't just watching they were talking there was a social massive social event and it wasn't like you know and all the other films I saw the people would dance in the middle and everyone stands still as stoics on the side yeah. ready to philosophize about whatever you wanted to talk yeah, about all but, the
2: girls wanted to get caught up on all the Gossip, right? They they captured that too, right? Yes, going on. Yes, with the families and the relationships, and they're all getting catching up. Yeah, catching up, and people
0: cutting through the dance floor real quick, you know, and and people coming off breathless and just happy to be there. And I was like, this actually looks fun. This is the first time I've actually seen a ball that I would probably want to go to. You know, and it looked like I said, look crowded with people. That's that's been that's been your dream your whole life, Luke. Well, uh, yeah. I as, just, yes. I just want a ball that yeah. I can go. To that's exactly right. That's These repressed feelings. I just <laughs> I didn't know until uh, I saw that film. And
1: he
2: saw that film and his breath was taken away. That's right. I think Luke would like to escape too, and, and go and go back home to the Scottish homelands at some point, too. I think it's oh, another yeah. dream of his. Oh, yeah. I Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, especially after watching Braveheart.
2: <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so the, the Lucas ball
0: when, when when I saw that I was like that just looks they had another ball. Well they in also that led film. up to
2: it too with the with how excited the families were when they found out. Yeah, that's They're right. They're like we're having that's a ball right. and it was like like right, yes. stop everything. That's right. And get, get ready yeah. And, yeah, them preparing
0: for it and all that kind of stuff. So Mr. Just,
2: Bennett was just kinda of like uh Yeah. Well, not, <laughs> not, Is that where that <laughs>
1: expression comes from? Having a ball? Oh, maybe probably. I <laughs> um, uh, that I can't really. Oh, okay.
2: Well, I thought that no, was no, Pratt's job. No, no, I mean like like engineer. I mean, look that up the okay. history of okay. having, <laughs> having a ball. Anyway, anyway, uh, that's my a, that third was a good one. pick. That's a very a very good um, observation. Like that's correct because I was thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, they do look pretty boring in other movies, but this this one it was it was a highlight fun. of. And as an audience watching it, you're going, "Ooh, activity! What's going on? What's happening?" Right. Yes. Every other every and
1: other ball, you're like, "What a bunch of pretentious jerks!" Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Exactly. A bunch of rich people. And, and
0: one thing they did too. I mean, like they they actually looked at the band, and the band looked like they were having fun. I think yeah. actually yeah. one guy overdid yeah. it, but like, so could calm down, calm down, <laughs> uh, Mozart. All right, relax." Um, <laughs> That'd and, be and, me in any band. So yeah, yeah. Nice. And, and he was like, he like, they, but they looked like they're having a lot of fun. Like, and where the other one again looked like these stoic people. People up there, you know, I'm playing because right. I was paid to play. And
2: they they would applaud the
0: music too, right? Yes, exactly. So yeah. it was just so it just looked fun. Yeah. So if you haven't seen that scene, watch it. You know, it really is uh, looks like a fun time. Number three, uh, this is the parlor scene in Gosford Park. Uh, this this movie, Gosford Park, captured captured the social dynamic of 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 the pecking order like I've never seen in mm-hmm. any of other film. Um, you know, when I was growing up, um, and people, uh, other homeschoolers, uh, when we interacted with, when we interacted with, uh, public schoolers, not all of them are like this, but some of them didn't know what to think about us because they'd look at you and they'd like, I don't know who you are. And, and what more importantly, I don't know where you fit in the social pecking order. Are you a loser? If you're a loser, I don't want to talk to you because I'm in the pecking order. I'm you go to top. school at home. The of right. you're a loser. Yeah, exactly
2: the pecking order of homeschoolers, which are pretty much right. what, what degree of loser are yeah, you? Right. right,
0: exactly. And they couldn't fi- and they couldn't figure and and sometimes Just they couldn't know. they couldn't figure me or my friends out or like say Ruthann, right? Because you don't look like a homeschooler, right? But you're telling me you're homeschooled, right? And I'm confused, and I don't really know – I'm not really going to talk to you because I don't know where you are in their social pecking order yet. Right. And in this movie, this film, Gosford Park, spends a lot of time of these people interacting. Trying, Some people are trying to jump the pecking order. Some people are trying to figure out the pecking order. And they spend a lot of time – this is the parlor scene when you're kind of like being introduced to these characters as they come away for um, a, a, the hunt um, – uh, I forget what they call it—the the shooting. The shooting, I think, is what they call it, uh, where they pretty much go duck hunting. I have or, to watch that again. Um, and and this scene, oh, Gosford
1: Park. I'm yeah. Like
0: I had. Sorry, I just had to look this up.
1: I was like, "Why does this movie sound familiar?" I just remember what a movie it is. Okay. A good movie. Okay. Gotcha.
0: <laughs> right. gosh Gosford Park. <laughs> sorry. I'm um. Maggie climbing. Smith. Yeah. yeah um, I got you. Clive Owen. Yeah. Um. And, and uh, there's so many things in this film where people try to jump they try to jump the social rank and the social pecking order and the rest of them are like not having it. And I've never seen a movie do that before. Yeah. I've never seen so the parlor scene is is where they all come and you and you as the viewer are picking up the social cues that's that, that's happening in the scene. And it's pretty amazing how they communicate without saying who's the most important person here. You learn it just by watching that scene. Hmm. You learn the social pecking order of who's important and who's not without them actually saying it. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a difficult thing to communicate and they did it so well. You know, well, that, I that, just, so that, many little things. Good writing. That's that good show, writing. That, that's the good
2: show on part of writing. Yes. Like, yeah, that like, well, that's yeah. when it all comes together. Good writing, good directing, good acting. And it's a
0: bunch of British actors, so you're going to get the best acting, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah. it's it really is. Just so well done. So many things in that movie that I've never seen in other films before of how they communicate social standing. And, I, and I, I always recommend this film to other people who who enjoy the observation of and, and the commentary of culture, uh, frankly, even American culture of social social pecking orders, which is really, really interesting. Hmm. Um, and, 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 and at the end of the film, one of the one of the servants comes out as a uh, uh, an American pretending to be a servant. and the rest of the servants he, he broke so much pecking order protocol that even the, even the servants wouldn't serve him. And, uh, and once he, so he, was, he was rejected by both class. So, so half the film is looking at the, 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 the upper class, the royalty, and the other half of the film is looking at the servants mm-hmm. and their pecking orders and how they interact with each other and how they interact with the other class. Really interesting stuff. But then at the end, this guy comes out, and he's rejected by both classes because of what he did. And the way they communicate that is just really, really good. It's unbelievable.
2: So anyway. I have to watch that again.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. Um, so anyway, so the scar-swapping stories in Jaws. Uh, I talk about this <laughs> scene a lot. Again, yeah. you just... You, there's no point in that movie where you think about a camera being in a boat. You just don't think about it. Like, I don't feel like there's a camera in a boat. I feel like I'm there with them. Just a really good scene where I'm like, this is exactly how this scene would go down. And uh, I, 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 you know, you get really intimate and personal with these characters. And it's just such a well... I mean, leading up to the best monologue, in my opinion, in in film history, The Sinking of the Indianapolis. And just a really good, like, sailor-swapping stories, kind of like almost in modern times. Very well-done scene, the scar-swapping scene in Jaws. Um,
2: It was entertaining, too. Yes, very entertaining. It
0: had to be, be, though. That's what makes the scene
1: so good, I think, which goes to Luke's point. Is that, like, if you... If you as the audience don't feel like you're like, you know if those guys aren't 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 articulate storytellers and you don't feel exactly the kind of the kind of stuff that they're portraying, it's I mean it, it yes. kind of loses it's it loses yeah. the whole yes. thing right yeah. like just like just you know just because one guy tells a story and it horrifies the guy he's sitting with, if it doesn't also horrify the audience or scare the audience or whatever that, right. that emotion they're listening. That we yes. trying to elicit. If it doesn't work, yeah. then it does it's It was like Luke said, You feel like you're there. Yes. You feel like you're a part of the conversation. Yeah, exactly. And, and you that's feel what like that's
2: an,
0: an observer.
2: And that's that was another scene too, where they, those three started to build more camaraderie during that scene. Yes, they and it did. made you feel a little bit more with yes. these guys in mm-hmm. their mission. Mm-hmm. As as a, as a, an audience. Some, some
0: yeah. of the greatest camera work in that film too, where uh, where you see Quint standing on the edge at the end of that that plank of that. Uh, gangway Mm -hmm. just and and the dark sky you know he's dark but the sky is bright behind him and he's sitting there whistling and he's suspended above the ocean it's like they really captured to me like what it's like to be out there in the middle of nowhere you know and it's getting dark anyway so uh just really good camera work in that film uh number four uh five this is one of my favorites the attack on the caravan in last of the mohicans I have seen few battle sequences where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is actually happening. When mm. the caravan is walking and you see it as a far distance and you start to hear the Indians whoop and like they build it up with no music, no music at all. And, and a, a, a movie that's known for its music yeah. is pretty amazing. Right, right. Um, no music at all. And then you, you zoom away and you're the, watching the caravan and you see these indians run from both sides and they start attacking people and there's like scattered gunfire and people are screaming some people are starting to run you know yeah, they had
2: a wide shot
0: very wide yeah, shot i'm really, like this yeah. looks,
2: looks exactly
0: how it would go down like this is exactly usually in, in most films that shot would be done by 30 different mini shots of the character back right. to the people right. I mean, music <laughs> yeah, yeah
2: yeah music but they and even he, had one or two come early
0: right yes exactly oh, it wasn't and, it wasn't like one perfect time come right. early
2: and the soldiers were like confused by it, right? Yeah, right. Like one guy, mm-hmm. yeah, they're like, guy. boom, and it kind of happened. They're like, "Okay, kill him." One, and, one. and the
0: people in the front are like, "What's going on in the back?" Yeah, and the people yeah, in the back yeah. Are like, What's going up in the front? You know.
2: So you
0: know, at that scene, and when you watch it, you are like, "I can't believe this is happening." This is, I feel like, this is exactly how it would go down. I just remember thinking. Like I yeah. felt when I first time I saw that I was like I felt as scared as I, like I was actually part, in the caravan.
2: I, that that's a good pick because part of that too I feel like it's just the, the where it was shot. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. because that was shot mostly in the Northeast, I mm-hmm. believe in New York. I think.
0: I Actually, you know, think it, it might have been either. No, it was, was it set in New York, but I think it was actually filmed in Virginia.
2: Oh, was it Virginia? I think. Okay, I thought it was Northeast, but uh, the way the that. way the whole landscape was, mm-hmm. and the trees were, yeah, and you're right in that wide angle shot at the end, and how they just all like. Yeah came out it did look very, scattered gunfire it very very just, real it was crazy yeah
0: anyway uh so um the next one um is similar to it uh but the battle of martin farm and the patriot when he comes out in the morning and you're seeing the troops the scattered troops run through his his field uh, also another time i was like oh my gosh this is actually happening you know um it, it wasn't like this big epic battle where people bravely stood and you know there's music playing it was people running through his property turning and firing and shooting and surrendering and, and like it's like wow the battle. this is a i've never seen this before where the battle disintegrates to such a degree that it's like these small pockets of people um running through Literally people's running property through front yard. yeah yeah through your front yard yeah, yeah. and i'm like again this is exactly what it must have been like you know um like i have never seen another film do that you know uh, just a really well done film and it's and the way he sets it off the way they set that whole scene off is when he goes out to his front porch and he hears the gunfire and he goes those are six pounders you know and 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 like oh you know like he's been in this involved in this before really well done
2: really well that done. was well done man I, um yeah, I remember feeling that too. Where it, and, it, and it also basically proved what Benjamin Martin was talking about when he said, "If we do this, this is going to be fought in our houses." Yes, that's right. And that was that was coming to fruition where right. these guys are running through their yard.
0: Yeah, through his property. Yeah,
2: yep. uh, yeah, um, yeah. Oh,
1: just a just a fact check, real quick. Um, Les Mohicans was shot in the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina.
0: North Carolina. Uh, okay, North okay. Carolina. Okay. The whole thing, right there. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what it says.
2: That was very just just in the very beginning of that movie when they just showed this the the the, the um the woods yeah yeah I was just like I'm already there man like yeah. just the way that they shot I was like this is just Indian country right, right here crazy
0: right yeah. okay um three more the dojo scene in the Matrix again really well done you're so invested in these characters yeah. it was. And, and and it was it was crystallized when mouse ran into the room and said mm-hmm. morpheus is fighting you and everyone just jumped up from the table and i was like that's exactly how i feel about this that's how much attention i'm giving to the scene like I felt like I was actually one of those people, and if someone came into the room and said that to me, I would do this exact same thing. Yeah, and well, to, that to, gave to that make, fight
2: so much weight. It did, it yeah. did yeah. and to it make did. the audience feel that, make way. make the audience feel like like this is this is real and it's happening, right. and, and somehow making that in this world where they're jumping around like monkeys, right, is pretty incredible. It's great filming. It did,
1: it did, and I think it's I don't know. I think I think one of the reasons that that particular scene works so well is that. I think it's I think the word is montage is that it wasn't a montage. I feel like there mm. are so many movies where like when you have that main character who gets into something that's like out of their depth and they have to train, right? Yes. Like you always have those training like montages where yes. it's like,
0: which I like it, a lot.
1: I like them too, but I think mm. I think there's less weight there because it's just like a bunch of different shots point. of them doing stuff without ever like really focusing in on anything. Where right. this was like Neo and Morpheus really going at it.
0: Well, th- think mm. about think about a Pixar film without a montage scene. They sure. almost all have a montage scene.
1: Right. Like what? I can't even think of one.
0: Um uh, Strange Things Are Happening to Me. Um, Toy Story. huh. That's a montage scene. Uh-huh. Um Yeah, you're right. I don't
2: uh, think the Incredibles had any.
0: Uh The Incredibles did have a montage day, scene yeah, where he, was, he training. was training. He was training. Oh, he's training, that's yeah, right. Well, there you go, there's a good one. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um and I'm not Oh, no, no, uh, yep, up was a montage, the I'm beginning was just, a montage.
1: I'm not really trying to disrespect those scenes, but I think there's I think there's more that's weight in, 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 a, in a particular, in setting a particular scene and it being kind of like the defining well, moment of this training right. versus and like, they, well, they, okay, they, okay like, this guy's going to be the,
0: when they're building the bird. Yeah.
1: Rather than like the Hercules, this guy's got to go from zero to hero. So we'll give a scene where he's zero, show him a training a bunch and now he's a hero. Yeah, but, but this that, was like, this was like
2: Neo. It's solidified too, like how your, too. how their yeah, brain right. works. Fixing what? Audio. Remember when he's like he wakes up from yeah. from his training or whatever. Yeah. He's like, "I know kung fu, right?" Yeah. And Morpheus is just like, "Show me!" Because it's like, "You're ready now."
0: Yeah. Montage scene is a long period of time stretched into several scenes.
1: Like, like just shots. I would like, think that him, re,
0: him restoring him was restoring Woody. Uh, I'm not sure if I would. I, I, I guess I, it I is. I guess it, it, a, I guess it I is a montage point point. scene. But I, I wouldn't really classify it under what is typical of Pixar in their montage scenes. In, in fact, in Toy Story 2, it's, it's
2: an interesting take on that, the fact that it's montage-less.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, it's
2: more anyway okay. It. Okay. my um,
1: particular point was simply that montages explain something to us but don't really carry the same weight as having a particular scene where like Neo achieves what he achieves in that scene. Hmm. And I think, And I think a lot of times stories trade – that particular weighty scene for the montage scene mm-hmm. just cuz it's easier.
0: Uh number 8 I have the upper floor scene in Margin Call. And the reason I list this one <laughs> is because in in Margin Call they they effectively communicate the 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 severity of what's going on by the people who are getting involved in in what's going on. And they did it in such a good way and that when they went up to the upper floor even even the people these, these big wig um, traders didn't know who these people were. They had mm. no idea who these people were. Now, all the other people, upper people, knew who each other were. But the people in the bottom, they were so far above them, they had no idea who they mm. were. So when they walked in the room, you as an audience, not only, not only were the, uh, you as an audience going, who are these people? You know, these big wigs who are meant come, supposed to come here and solve the problem. Yeah. Um, the, the, also, the characters were like, we have no idea who these people are. Yeah. But they effectively, they communicated that these people are scary do not cross them you know and and they got to where they are because they're a bunch of cutthroats pretty much. and they communicated that such a, in, in such an amazing way that that like I was like the severity of these people's positions and what what they're trying to solve is so far beyond my stupid minuscule brain. You know, and, and I haven't seen many films do that. Usually when he's CEO, you take it for granted that he's there and then he just, yeah. you know, talks to people and blah, 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 blah. But this one, this one, I was like, I felt like this is exactly how I would feel if this was happening to me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's solidified by uh, Jeremy Irons' performance in that. Yes, exactly. As that guy, you're yep. like the way they had him. He's flying in on the helicopter. Yeah, yes. And everyone was scared and to he death. He shows up. Yeah, and right. everyone's just like. Uh, and then his little his little dialogue there, where he was just like, "I trust me. I didn't get to where I am because I was that I'm smart." smart or something. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. It's like, and you're thinking, yeah, you probably got there because you're ruthless or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. That's probably why you got there. You know how to manipulate people. Right. Yes. Right.
0: Yes, really well done. Scene when they go up in there and they start introducing themselves to these different people, and yeah. and and you can tell the upper people didn't really care about the lower people. They just yeah. didn't care about them at all. Yeah. Like you're 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 right. expendable.
2: Usually in the boardroom, you know, you, you think oh here's all these people. They're just well, they're kind of like you and me, but right. Um, they're just they just uh, uh, worship you know money and they're a bunch of old farts that like yes, uh, or something like mm-hmm. that are hoity toity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and in that movie you're right you know when, um, you, when they go into circle circle you're like um
0: yeah yeah most most movies yeah. what most movies would you get is the hitch the, remember hitch you remember that movie hitch yeah of course yeah uh uh Al, albert brenneman yeah yeah when he quits his job and he tells off his boss and those people you're like okay this would never fly in in margin call this would never just never 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 fly you would <laughs> right, never right. be able to do that yeah you know you you would never. Just, yeah, and
2: no one would have the No one would have the guts, have the guts or the nerve. Yeah, because yeah. you're you're in such right. a hierarchy at this point. You're like, oh, I don't belong here. I don't belong
0: here. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Brenneman, Bre- yeah, right, exactly. I don't belong I here. I do not belong with they, these that's people. That's exactly what it is. I don't belong here. I shouldn't be in the same room as these people. And and Albert Brenneman, when he, and Hitch, when he quit, you're like, okay, these people deserve it. I would do the same thing, you know, kind of a thing. But in Margin Call, you're like, I would I would just keep my mouth shut. Like, I. Mostly movies, I'm like, oh, I would do this or I would do that because I, I've forgotten where I am. Yeah. Because you know, I'm like, I, I'm I'm in a, this is a movie, this is Hollywood. Well, you know, you can of- say whatever you want with no consequences. But you know, uh, sometimes when you're in your real life situations, I'm like, I watched a movie where a guy did this, but I would never do that. And this scene in Margin Call when they go up there and they meet these these people, uh, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm like, I would just, I would never do that. Shut off. You know, yeah.
2: it's actually very interesting. I know we're talking about movies, that really quickly. Um, Oscar in the office in, in a similar way. Now, this is completely different in, uh, in, a, in a comic way, but but more accurately probably would describe how you and I, when we're sitting down here, we're going, this company, yeah, power in right. charge, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the. Yeah, and then you're like, present your ideas. Here we are. It's yeah. like, um, nope. Yeah, I'm right, not. Right. In a similar way of God and Job, in a way. Right. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's like, I'm here. Tell me what to do. And I, I'm not. Nope.
0: Yeah. All right, last one, number nine, Brad, Fall of Gandalf. Oh. Uh, again, why did we care so much when Gandalf died? Why did we care <laughs> so freaking much when he died? You know, um, Han Solo dies and nobody cares. Uh, why did we care so much when Gandalf died? We had the sad music. We had people crying on the stones, and it was just a very sad moment. Why did that, how did that happen? How did they do that? We only knew Gandalf for two freaking hours. We knew Han Solo for 36 years. And, and how, how in the world, did, did, or you know, 40 years or however long it was, how in the world did we, did, did we care so much when Gandalf died? How did they do that? And that is such a, a difficult thing to do. Most of the other times, I watch a movie for three hours and someone dies at the end. I'm like, Pfft, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Oh no, this person I don't care. But yeah, when Gandalf died, now? I was like, my yeah, world it really is felt over.
2: like you know. Unless think, it's
1: Pixar, unless it's Pixar, then I know that's the character true. For it, it three maybe, minutes, yeah. So oh my god, no. Yeah, yeah, that's no, yeah. yeah, yeah
2: true. it may it maybe it, may it, may it felt like like he, he was such um, with his role there. Maybe it's because you really did feel like all hope was lost. Yeah. Right. It's like how are we going to win now without that's, this? You guy? know, that's
0: true. I think I think that was really what it was. It was a, were just, it was a loss of hope. Yes. Well, yeah. Rapid hope loss.
1: I think I think it's really not as. Maybe, I shouldn't say not as much, not just the fact that it's Gandalf, like, who's dying, but it's, I mean, he's he's basically the one that they turn to when they have a problem. Yes. Like, when something right. seems impossible, they all look at Gandalf. But, right but so when he, he goes, did... suddenly it's like, even though there's still eight of them, you're like, uh, they're on their own. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah that's <laughs> true. Yeah. Daddy's gone. Yeah, that's right. I know. But
2: what's so <laughs> wild, too, is like, he. it's the way that Tolkien wrote him, because yeah. he leads with wisdom Yeah. before magic. Yeah. And and you don't think that about a wizard, yeah. He and, and so, it's more so losing losing that he knows that. what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. We lost this man's wisdom. Yeah, right. we don't know what to do next. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, it's true.
0: And that was communicated so, by uh, yeah. that was communicated by Aragorn. Like yeah. it, it wasn't that he was strong or powerful. It was that he knew always knew what to do. Yeah. I think yeah. he even said that Gandalf always and seemed to always know about, what to do. Frodo
2: always was like Gandalf will know what to do. He'll right. Yeah. Yeah, do. yeah. Right. And guess what? He does know what to do. Right. Yeah. It's and true. of true. He does. And then, then he didn't show up at the Prancing Pony or whatever. And they're like, and, and, okay.
0: And just real quickly, this is why Gandalf is superior to Dumbledore. Gandalf doesn't... <laughs> Which Dumbledore, ha- though?
2: I, I don't know. I, I, mean, I mean, all of them. because because I mean, I uh, mean, uh, No, uh, not Ed Richard Harris. Harris. Richard Harris.
0: Richard Harris. I mean, all of them. And Ed here's Harris why. Dumbledore? Because Dumbledore <laughs> feels like he has to explain himself. Right. Gandalf does not need to explain himself. He, Gandalf explains himself to you because
2: it he's in, maybe
0: he's in a good mood. Well, or it serves my per for purpose for Gandalf right now.
1: Gandalf only tends to explain himself to the yeah. hobbits, and he does that because he likes them. And he's like, right he was, yeah, he yes he's like fond of he's them. He's very,
0: he's right. just, he's very. But he, even then, he's like, stop asking me questions. Oh yeah, that's true. You know, right. and, and he's very stern
2: and firm when he right. has to be. Well, he's kind of like Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins is like, I am kind but extremely firm. Right. Yeah, he's that's like, true. That's yes, true. Yes, I'm kind, but right. Uh, it's I need to yell at people. Sometimes. I love you
0: guys, but don't cross me.
2: <laughs> um, well, he's, he's also he's also.
1: He's also better than Dumbledore because Dumbledore basically doesn't know what to do. The last two books that
0: he's allowed—that's true. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> the whole, what the
1: whole the whole fifth book, he avoids Harry the whole time, and then at the end, right. he's
0: like, "Yeah,
2: I should not I have should done not have that. that." Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes, and, maybe, so. and maybe maybe that's why it, it added, so, added so much weight to that because you, as the audience, felt like right. they can't win without this guy. Yeah. Right, right. There's no way. Right.
0: Well, if you if you think about it this way, would Shadowfax let Dumbledore ride him? The answer is no. Definitely not. The answer is no. Dumbledore's
2: not worthy. The Richard Harris version is worthy.
0: Oh, there you go. Right from the straight from the horse's mouth. (laughs) So that's my list, folks. That was my list of scenes that were... uh,
2: Those were good lists. Oh, okay. You guys. Yeah. uh, Scenes that were difficult
0: to pull off, um, but were pulled off very well, in my opinion. So um, what we're going to do next week, we went uh, 81 minutes here. And yeah, gosh. 81 minutes. So what well, I'm going to do, I'm going to split this one into two episodes and we'll rate the MCU um, universe next month. Next month. That's going to be our list for next month? That's going to be our list All for right, next
2: month. Okay. okay. That's fine. MCU I universe. forward to that though. I know. Me too.
0: But I've again, we list. have enough yeah. content here to last list. a long time. Um, and secondly, um, I'm not going to rate... All of them in like exact order. I'm probably gonna do like top ten because I, I felt like there's some that shouldn't even be rated in Ooh, my opinion. I'm rating them. You all know,
1: I I have them all rated too. All I have all them, all them all rated them. too. But I mean, there is. I have to see. Let me see, hold on. Let me see real quick. Uh, um, I would say I might do like a yeah. I'd probably have to do like well. There's 22 of them. I'll do I'll do top 50 percent. So the top 11, top 11. So the ones that like are noteworthy. Yeah. <laughs> and then the bottom 11 like.
2: It I'm rating. Ah, uh, no, but I'm rating all of them. Okay, from worst to best. All right. Okay, all right,
0: <laughs> all right, folks. This is Luke Dove and Joey and Brad saying thanks everybody for listening to this Christian podcast, Brotherhood of the Silver Screen. We will see you guys next time.
1: See ya. See ya.